Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Now entering Nerdist.com. This studio is, is has hence been named Blinky. Uh, all right, we're recording. Oh, great! Isn't that oh, right? God, like, so fast. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, there's no there's no lead up to it. We just start. You just start. Oh, not particularly professional, but no, nope, you know, not at all. But serviced wow. us well this so is, far. This is the operation that we. I love it. No, that we've established. Uh, Emma Caulfield is here. Hi. Yay. Yay. I'm so glad this finally worked out. <laughs> Me too. My gosh, it only took like how many tries. Just it only took a couple tries, but that's what happens do I sometimes. This? I don't need this, do I? You can. You can have the headphones on or not. No, whatever. I can't really hear like. anything. To be I know, honest. right? So I'm just not going to do it. Right. Can you? Are they not? Are they not, they're on? not really on? Like, is it up? I don't know. I, volume up. Volume. Let's see. How's that oh, sound? I'm talking. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's in one ear. Pretend like I've got. I got stereo, guys. Thanks. It's in my good ear, so that's okay. No, I'm serious. I actually have a bad ear. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. No, it's fine. It's unless it's a funny story. Uh, it's boring. I just blew my nose too hard on an airplane. No, really. Yeah, and I had a really bad head cold, so it just... It popped an eardrum? Well, it didn't... I mean, it's not destroyed. I mean, I still can hear out of it, but it's, it's you know, it's not quite the same. It's never been the same since. Oh, wow. no. So, like, huh? What? <laughs> In my good ear. Yeah. You've got no, one funny. of those old, like, uh, those tin horns <laughs> exactly. that people in the... Yeah. The Victorian amazing. people had. Uh, what is that now? Yeah. My grandfather has bad hearing because he would. He was a starter for uh, races, mm-hmm. and so he was oh, always shame. like you know, years and years of just like shooting a gun. What a weird profession! Yeah, yeah, I just start no, races. A, no, it wasn't a profession. It was you ready? A, Go! Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> in work mode. It was a pastime. Still, still in work mode. It was just a thing he did in the town he worked at. Um, <laughs> I love that. But uh, yeah, but he, now he has uh, like you know hearing aids in both ears, and oh. he literally so says, "Who's future. in the what now?" He says, "Who's in the what now?" Yeah. <laughs> Un- unironically, he says it's like if you say something, he goes, "Who's in the one now?" Oh, oh that's yeah. adorable. It's like a Abbott and Costello skit right mm-hmm. there. You're pro- is this is this in Hawaii? No, he uh, he was he did it in Hawaii for a bit, but when he was uh, living, he grew up in Orland, California. Oh well, there's a lot of there's the, the race starting industry there is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, high schools and yep, that's about it. People wanting to run places. Yeah, yeah. So Emma, yes. um, 
Uh, what? Yes. How are you? What's going on? We don't really know each other no, except don't. through the uh, I know of you. the webs. I know. Uh, and of course, I told you I my first. I remember you very fondly from because I'm a crazy <laughs> obsessive Overwatcher of my favorite shows. So I remember you from Rashomama and CSI from forever ago. <laughs> I did one episode of CSI. I love that. No, oh, it was so good. You were so funny. Oh, that stood out. I well, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that. And that's how you'll always be remembered. <laughs> that's weird. I uh, had no idea he was in CSI. Uh, oh, did I just, did I just do something I. bad? No, no not I at all. I was stoked about that. It was so years was... ago. It was. I, I, I'm. I'm happy about it. It's one of the sure. fun things that I've done. Uh, and it, I don't know. It was. I it was ne- funny. You were hot for Seidel. It was great. I, yeah, I, I, had, I had the hots for her, uh-huh. and then there was. They had initial. <laughs> No one's going to give a fuck about that. I don't know why I'm giving Blu-ray commentary on my episode <laughs> of CSI. But they, I care. But they, but they were going to have her character like flirt back, and so and like there was a little, there was going to be romantic tension, and mm-hmm. then they removed all that stuff. And I was like, and then of course, as a performer, I was like, oh no, we met, and she thought I was atrocious, and went to them and goes, "There's no fucking way I would ever go with this guy." But then no. a couple episodes later, what we found out is that she was. Involved or exactly, and so I I I think that's maybe more of of what it was. It wasn't you. That (laughs) it was it it was it wasn't me. It was her. It wasn't me. It was was her. Oh, it's funny. But that was a that was a really fun that was a really fun shoot. And you go into a show like that, and it's really intimidating because everyone's. I mean, you work on stuff all the time. I know. You go in, it's like high school all over again. It's traumatizing. It is. Sometimes it's very 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 warm, but other times it's you know you just you feel very much on the outside, and it's kind of. Awkward. And you don't know what the politics are no. and who doesn't. So I just don't talk. I'm just really quiet. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm just really quiet. I just speak when spoken to in a lot of cases. I just don't want to even want to tread. What was the most awkward uh, experience? You don't have to say the production. No, I, I'm trying to think. Um, well, no one's ever been rude. No one's ever been mean or, or anything. Um, I mean, not in that situation. Right. No, one's ever been, <laughs> no one's ever been mean. Um uh, I don't know. I'd have to have to think about that. I've I've done a. I don't know. Well, maybe you're just lucky, and that no one that you've you've worked on a lot of nice things with nice people. I have been actually very lucky. I was I was shooting Leverage like four weeks ago, and that was probably one of the nicest group of people I've ever met. But Timothy Hutton's a legend, and I was trying not to completely lose my mind over that. I was like, wow, I just I just love you. Like you're so talented. What's that? <laughs> what's that like? And you know, oh, he just won an Oscar. No big deal. Yeah, just, just a little Oscar. Yeah, just a little Oscar. And then, of course, Jonathan Frakes was directing me, and then I, I was just not going to geek out about that at all. I was like, no, I'm not going to say I own all seven seasons of Star Trek. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> but then he was like, hey, I'm a Caulfield big fan. I'm like, oh, opening. I'm like, oh, my God, no, I'm the big fan. I love you. Like, I go to sleep watching you. Like, Hey, take <laughs> it easy. What? Yeah. I thought we uh, were. I thought this was okay. Yeah, we I was just friendly. kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I, I ask you a side you. disgusting question? Yeah. This is genuinely, this is something that genuinely hit my brain the other day. How many people do you think have been fucked by Oscars? Now, like. Mm. You mean. It is one of the only ones. Like, like people who've had Oscars. Is this a metaphor? Like, no, 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 literally by the statue. Like, I was wondering, because I would think that would be a thing that is. It would be women only, really, right? Maybe. No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. But you would think in your head, like. Someone would look at an Oscar and go, listen, I'm not a weirdo, but uh, just to be able to say. I think it'd like, be really uncomfortable. Maybe. How big are they? I've never seen well, one. They're just oddly shaped. But not as uncomfortable the, as a, like a Golden Globe. Or the uh, Emmy. Right. Yeah. Which has that, the it's spire like a, and the wings. You're right. The yeah. Golden Globe would be far more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the People's Choice the, Awards. 
bulbous. Oh, I don't even know what that. What's that look like? And you're just trashy if you let someone fuck you with a Cable Ace Award. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and a Teen Choice Award, you get or arrested. The moon, the moon Man, <laughs> the MTV Moon Man. Do they still give those out? Yeah. The, no, the board from the team. In the Nickelodeon, what happens with the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Award is it's halfway in your ass, and someone goes, "What are you doing?" You go, "I don't know," and then they dump slime on you. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that was a good callback. I want a uh, a gold. What are they? What do you guys call them at E? Golden Tater, Tater Tot, Tater. Do you guys still golden do that? Golden Hanger. The gold. No, it was like oh, it's the soup. This um, uh, the God. They're like they're shaped like a potato. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't know. It was like for television or whatever. I think I, I think maybe I'm speaking out of my ass. Maybe it's not just for television. I don't know. It was like favorite funny girl or something. Awesome. And it was in the shape of a potato. <laughs> and short. I do somewhere. I do somewhere. Um, but that would be quite uncomfortable. And then obviously I'm visualizing it. That would not be a good way to go. I think it's just Oscar is the only one that the only one the only one that works. Or the dildo award. There it is. Oh That's my god, the AB, like an ABN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. That's really <laughs> shit. I'm an idiot. Um, you're from California area, correct? I am just south of here, San Diego. Oh my gosh. And where, where where San Diego Comic Con started? Did you go to a lot yeah. of Comic Cons before? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've only I've been there been there twice. No, once. I've been there once. One time. I, I will go next year, probably hopefully with a panel, mm-hmm. like a new media panel. Um, and the stuff we we wanted to do it this year, but we just weren't ready in time. It was just not. It was just not going to happen. So next year we'll we'll go, and that'll be the first time I've been there since. I think they sent me there for Darkness Falls, something like promote Darkness Falls back in whatever the hell that was, two thousand four right. question mark. So it's been a while since I've been down there. I loved it personally, and it's gotten even more crazy since I've been there. I now it's the, cool to go. Back it, when I went, it was like all the, you know, nerds unite. And now it's, you know, it's so corporate. I it, hear that one. That, that one's pretty corporate. Um, but the other ones around the country aren't aren't as corporate. That's really the most corporate, corporate one. Man. Yeah. That's the shiny one that all the Hollywood. It's just close. That's the only <laughs> reason. It's just close to L.A. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess you that's know. true. I like all the cons kind of have their own sort of mutant power. And apparently, uh, I heard Dragon Con's interesting. Dragon Con. Have you been there? I've not no, been there. I almost went this year, but I had just come from off a run of doing like working every weekend out yeah. of town, and I was about to buy my ticket for Dragon Con, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I actually have a couple days where I don't have to do anything, and if I go to Dragon Con, right. I'm not going to sleep." And apparently, Dragon Con is is one big like cosplay orgy <laughs> and uh i just didn't know if i had the energy yeah. for it to fuck year. all those cosplayers <laughs> i'm not saying that i that they would i'm not saying that some furry would present turn around <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm not saying that it would be easy for me to do that i'm just saying that i it felt like it, there it were, would have required a lot of energy it probably would have and going back to furries, it's actually another thing CSI educated me on. I never knew that existed, by the way. Really? Plushies and furries had no idea. Oh, yeah. Well, there is like a, a difference, whole though, right? Other world. Uh, as far as I know, there's like a lot of separation that they feel between plushies and furries. I don't know what the differentiation is. I think it has something to do with the actual contact. Yeah. It's like some confused. of them are just people that just like dressing up like that. Others are like, um, are people that enjoy dressing up and like that and fucking and fucking yeah, yeah. i don't are and then there's serious? like there's weird ones where it's like if you're dressed up as an animal and you have pants on those are usually the ones that you fuck what yeah. oh wow that's so the sign hierarchy yeah there. there's it's a whole like weird system because well, uh, they're the most anthropomorphized <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh because they have they, they have, have pants, pants on, shannon yeah. one of uh shannon lucas uh one of the writer's assistants on the um on web soup like he ended up he was at a hotel and that hotel just happened to be having a 
furry, plushy oh, kind of thing. I would love to stumble upon just that. Happened? Just happened? Yeah, well, like a, there, was like a, there was a concert nearby, so he stayed at this experiment. place, and they were having a so convention. You, so basically, uh. you, start, you start seeing all these people, uh, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, this, is, this feels like it's a thing now. Yeah. People, it was like it was him and uh, Bruce, and they were just they were they were drinking in the bar in the lobby, and then all of a sudden they just came out of a up. conference oh, room. And wouldn't that be fun just, to stumble upon that? Yeah, that would be a happy accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I always keep a furry costume in my car <laughs> in because drunk. guys, you just you, never you, know. you just never know when that's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just I've, never know. I've accidentally gone to Disney on on Gay Day and worn a red shirt accidentally. Now I would love. That's true. I would absolutely love to do that. When 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 was that? It's like a. I think it's like a weekend in October or something. That sounds fun. You're talking about Disney, like Disneyland. Like Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. They have Gay Day. They have Gay Day where well, it's you know, unofficial. It's like, yeah, it's unofficial, and they you know everyone comes out and they yeah, wear. They also have, uh, like there's a goth day where like a, like been a, there on that big, day too. Yeah, that's, 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 that's got to be kind of actually a lot of fun too. That's the most enjoyable. Just of the because bunch. of the just the juxtaposition of. When are we gonna fucking uh, steampunk Space Mountain? <laughs> I'm gonna go down there and steam and put do like the little a little brass steam powered cart. <laughs> There's actually a uh, that's where a, I found out I'm a cute bear. Oh, oh, that's adorable. Oh, yeah. koala. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There was a, there was a, a story about where a bunch of uh, like Orange County skinheads were gonna go and uh, have like a day at Disneyland. Oh Jesus! And, uh, but somehow through some mastermind Disney situation, they found out about it. Awesome. And and then they were able to uh, circumvent, like, like, circumvent it and not let anyone send a in. giant mouse to kick the shit out of the <laughs> yeah, skinheads. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the Jews. Huh? <laughs> well, Walt would have been behind that, would right? Yeah, Walt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just honoring Walt. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, so Emma, yes. When did you? When did you kind of? Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to a few different ones. I never graduated, sadly. Me either. Um, I just kept working, and so it just never happened. Um, I initially filed a, a followed an, an ex-boyfriend. <sighs> like, <laughs> so I know, seriously, it's so embarrassing. I, Why? I, because I just, it was just a mistake on so many levels, that whole. But you were, it sounds like you were a kid. Like, I was, I was like, 17. I was well, an idiot. Well, there you go. Well, there I you know, go. and he, you know, I was, I was set to go to a, uh, I think it was USC. I don't remember where I was going to go. It was some, it was something like that. And uh, he was he was a couple years older than me, and he was going into the communications department at San Francisco State. So he's like, "Come up to San Francisco State." I'm like, "Well, what am I going to do up there? What What do I do? I don't I don't know anything about the school. I don't I don't even know fog, San Francisco. Ah, it's too cold. Whatever." I was there for a semester. I did. I actually filed him up there. I was miserable. I wanted to just. It was just a bad. It was a dark. That's phase. a bad thing to do with that. But age. that's when you're supposed to do that stuff, though. Yeah, you have to get that it out of the like way. It was like felicity, but not nearly as cool. <laughs> <laughs> there were there was just bad all the way around. Yeah, I, I feel no like happy ending there. You don't because you don't want to be you don't want to be someone who drops everything at thirty two and goes. You know, like no. at seventeen, yeah. your life is still pretty portable. Yeah, yes. no, so, it was, and and it was. It ended up being fine. I, mean, I went back to San Diego. I took classes anywhere I could take them, from, from UCSD to the junior colleges, whatever. And I was like, well, I'm gonna have to wait till I'm a junior. I have to transfer in to somewhere else, and ended up transferring into UCLA, and then quickly dropped that because then I was, was like, you should be an actress. I'm like, okay. And then that just, <laughs> that just kind of took me on a, on a trajectory. Apparently. Well, Same no, I, it was, <laughs> Jesus. no, I, I wasn't stopped there. I was, I was working. Um, uh, I was waitressing at some restaurant down in Westwood. And um, this guy came up to me he was with this agency, writers and artists. Oh and yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, hey, uh, you know, you remind me of blah, blah, blah. Have you ever thought about doing this? I'm like, no. I mean, yeah, I, I, I you know, I enjoy it like as a hobby. And, you know, I was like planned everything out. Like, no, I'm going to get my psych degree and it's going to be, you know. It's like, well, you know, if you change your mind, you want to, I don't know, give it a shot. You know, here's my number or whatever. And I eventually called him. I don't remember how much time passed, but I eventually was like, you know, this is stupid. Like, this could be a fun adventure. Why mm-hmm. don't I just give it a try? And and then I ended up on 90210 and that was that was it. <laughs> it was pretty it was very quick. I mean, I did a few. I think I did a commercial. I mean, I just I just started and then and then that was it. That's better than the alternative where you get fucked by an Oscar in a van. Ironically, in the 90210 oh, zip code. I wonder oh, if we were there around the same time. I don't know. I'm positive I'm older than you are, but uh, uh I don't I, know. Yeah. Do you age yourself? Do you out yourself at your age? Well, I guess anything is you know, everything's on yeah, IMDb anyway. Fucking knows uh, where did you work in Westwood? I want to say, well, it's not there anymore. What was it called? Uh, it was a pizza. Um, it was a pizza place, and then I worked at Maloney's. Maloney's. Oh Maloney's. yeah, yeah. You worked at Maloney's. I did. Oh my god, I we did. Drank there it was once a or cocktail twice. waitress at Maloney's. The only job I've been fired from, actually. Really? Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't. It's, it's just really bad. I was a horrible waitress. I was popular, um, but I was bad, and I would. I just was just didn't feel like working really. And so I would, I would just at <laughs> the kitchen, this was just too much work for me. Uh, the kitchen was way far away and it had crap food anyway. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get people drunk and I'm going to make, I'm going to make more money that way or whatever. And so, you know, all these guys, whatever frat guys would come in and they're like, Oh, we want the chili cheese, whatever the hell. And I'm like, you know, you actually don't, you don't want that. <laughs> it's really bad. But you know, what's on tap is uh, whatever. They're like, oh, well, thanks for the tip. Yeah, okay, well, we'll get something later or whatever. And I just get them drunk. And uh, they didn't look too fondly on that at all. They got yeah. wind of my game. And uh, out I went. Uh, I mean, you don't they make more the money chili cheese on liquor? Huh? Don't they make more money on liquor? Um, it, would, it had more to do with the fact that I was... Um, saying the food was shitty. their food was shitty. <laughs> and not actually selling their, their entire menu. You know, it was just, <laughs> yeah... yeah. They, they probably would have wanted you to get them drunk and put and chili put cheese food. fries. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I just couldn't be bothered with that Ugh. at the time. Yeah. So you so went I, to UCLA as well? Uh, define went. <laughs> I, I I was literally, I, I moved to L.A. I, I and and then and then I mean, literally, like it happened very, very quickly. I, I am did not do almost positive. You mu- I must have. <laughs> you, you must have gotten me drunk at some point. I probably did, and I, I, you know, I mean, they were they were taking night classes. I was doing. I mean, I was. That wasn't very really. It wasn't a very long period of time. I am surprised I was even able to work there. I wasn't even twenty one. I was twenty then. Oh wow! And they, yeah, I was. I was serving drinks. I think I don't you can know serve that... after eighteen. I think eighteen and up, you can serve. You can. Oh, you can't. Oh, you just can't go behind the bar at a restaurant. You can serve. It was a bar. Oh. I mean, they it, I guess it, it, it did. They had they had bar food, but it wasn't by any means a, a restaurant. So Westwood, I, I Westwood has changed so much since I, I haven't was... been down there in, I think, since then. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, I haven't been down there forever. Still full of college kids. <laughs> that, <was laughs> <true>. <laughs> that part hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, Westwood used to be a bunch of like mom and pop uh, stores and restaurants and stuff. And then yeah. one by one, the, the rent in Westwood got jacked up so much. Well, first of all, there were the New Jack City riots. <laughs> The what? When when the movie New Jack City came out, yeah. um, there was a riot in Westwood. Really? At the I don't Fox know. Theater or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. There were riots in Westwood, and someone got shot, and um, you know, it was a, there was a little bit of a, a thing, and so for for a couple of years, Westwood was dead, 
and there were all these mom and pop places and then Westwood started to get busy again and the rents all went up and all the mom and pop places started going out of business in favor of your California pizza kitchens and yeah. and, and Maloney's Maloney's mm-hmm. was a different bar before that and I can't remember what it was called but it was a it was like a not I a, think I worked at that bar. Oh you did. I think oh no I didn't. I I had a couple at the place that I first started closed, and then I, I don't remember. This is just so long. They I can't remember a, last week. To be they honest. opened a comedy store in the basement of what became Maloney's. There was oh, a really? Westwood comedy store. Puzzlingly, they opened it in June one year when everyone goes away for the summer. <laughs> but uh, so that didn't work. But uh, yeah, Westwood used to be really cool. I haven't I haven't been back there in ages either. Diddy Reese, that's the coolest thing still there. Yeah, the place where you can get a uh, ice cream sandwiches with two different cookies. Yum. Yeah. It's, really <laughs> it's like it's like fifty cents. Because they make their cookies with lard. Is that why it's so good? Yeah, that's and that's why it's so cheap. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, a like, shame. like a like an expensive cookie is made with butter and all sorts yeah. of snazzy ingredients. They just put they put lard in there. Explains a I lot of my yeah. health then. Back when I was going to Westwood. You can fucking eat anything when you're 19 years old. You're I, bulletproof. I, I did. I did. And then around twenty-five, your body gets unbulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm unstoppable. I so never funny. felt bulletproof. <laughs> oh, Maddie. Are you saying that Oreos are made out of lard? I don't know what they're made out of. I don't know what I Oreos are made Oreos. out of. Oreos, Oreos are actually bad. vegan. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's, like, that's why you see a lot of uh, vegan guys just chowing down on Oreos. I don't ever see that. You don't ever see that? <laughs> I don't think you have one vegan friend. Uh, that's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're offended by me. <laughs> Do you... Uh, uh, when did you... I. I thought you were so fucking funny on Buffy. Thank so you. funny. I I mean, I had a lot of help. What? I had a lot of help. I mean, yes, Josh. I had great is, writing. I know, but 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 you still have to be funny yeah. to deliver the right. And, True, I am quite funny. And um, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my girlfriend at the time and I watched all seven seasons mm-hmm. in a period of three months because mm-hmm. I'd never watched the series. And but and so many of my nerd friends were like, you have to watch it. It's really funny. It's I'm like, kind of part of the nerd. It is, you know. And I was like, really, how funny could it be? It's, it was like a teen vampire show, and we watched it. And by episode four, we were completely hooked into the show. And when you came around, we were just in love with you and you were your character on the show. I think Thanks. I tried to friend you on MySpace in 2007. I was on MySpace for like a second, and then I was, <laughs> I was. Off. So can I you just go on and friend me now? Or <laughs> is it still too? on? Yeah. Um, uh, I had a good time on that show. I did. It was one of, it was probably my, fr- yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely the longest time I spent on something. Yeah. Um, and it, it helped, you know, I don't know, casting directors would ever see me in a way that they hadn't really seen me before. Sort of wanted to cast me as you sort of, I don't know, serious drama. I was like, I can, I can be funny. I promise you. If you just give me a second, I'm sure I can, I can win you over. So that it did, it went a long way to helping. When did you discover you were funny? I'm a... <laughs> Chris, speak up. Just speak up, Chris. What? Speak up. I know I can hear you. Ja- uh, Jonah, I'm trying to be. This is for dramatic effect. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> Emma, when did you discover? As soon as they told me, I think. No, I, I, um, it, it did. I mean, and it didn't even. You know, I think it surprised everybody. I was only supposed to be there for an episode. I came in. For a one day yeah. guest star, and you know, thankfully he saw something he liked. Joss, meaning Joss, so um, that bode well for me. That's, good that's what ha- that's what happened with Fonzie. Five years later, whatever. Fonzie was supposed to be one episode of Happy Days. And you then, were the Fonzie of Buffy. How does that feel? That's got depressing. Feel good. No, I don't. <laughs> if that's the case, um, no, Ben Linus. Ben Linus. Uh, in ben Lost Linus. Was supposed yeah, to be, like in two episodes and then gone. 
I love him. Michael Emerson. Yeah. He's brilliant. Person of interest. What do we think? Have I've you seen, seen anything? I've only about seen it. billboards. I've only seen billboards. I'm excited. I'll see it. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. There's like a few lost, not spinoffs, but like like from writers and producers of Lost, like shows coming out, right? There's like three. What is, what are they? I don't know. I just I just like I read like an article where you're saying Is Brian like, Vaughn writing something? Brian K. Vaughn? Yeah. I don't know. I think he went back to comics. All right. Well, that's the end of that story then. <laughs> I wish I had more information for you. Hey, don't bring up things if you don't know everything about everything. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. <laughs> we could look that up. Yeah. So uh, I want to I talk about Bandwagon. I also yeah. kind of want to talk about just you as a performer kind of going, yes. yeah, I want to go do my own stuff now. Mm-hmm. I, when, when, did you, when did you make that I've decision? Been, I've been, <laughs> well, the, the, the seed of that actually was as soon as Buffy was over. And it's only, it's, it's only been recently, actually, that it's it's actually paying off. I mean, the I've I've taken that road very less traveled to the point where it's like you know when you start sort of resurfacing, everyone's like, "Where the fuck have you been?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "I've been working my ass off." Actually, is what I've been doing. Yeah. You don't see any of it, and I don't know. Hopefully, it will pay dividends because when you kind of go off the radar, I mean, you in your mind, you're not off the radar. You are really working hard, but you're like. To the masses are like, where, you know, do we want to care about you again? And so that's always the fear, you know, it's like, will you care? Will you care about anything that I'm doing? Will you care about the stuff that means a lot to me and to the people that I'm doing it with? Um, it's always that it's, it's risky, but, um, you know, I've somewhere along, I don't know, my late twenties, probably I was like, I I don't want to be a mouthpiece anymore. I don't want to just do that. I love performing. I will always do it. I love acting. It's what I do. I'm very happy when I do it. Um, but I actually have a lot to say. And hopefully um, when people see these various things or read whatever I'm doing or whatever, that they'll like, oh, she does. And it, it's, it's cool or it's interesting. And, and, and I am a nerd. I'm proud to be a nerd. I, I think um, the n- nerds actually have the most interesting things to say, I mean, that's why I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you make fun of me for having all seven seasons of this, or I don't, you know, or the fact that I could quote aliens from start to finish or whatever. And ironically, none of the stuff that I'm doing has, has anything to do really with sci-fi or that sort of nerdy world. Um, I just hopefully can bring that audience with me and make them care about something that I, I care about. Did I did I answer that? Did I just that, go? That, did that, I meander? That, that, in a very... No, no, no. That was a fantastic answer. And also, <clears throat> I think I. But just going back to what you said in the beginning about, oh, you know, it's kind of risky. That I think it's the opposite. I think it's more risky to not try to create your own stuff in today's climate. In today's climate, <clears throat> yes. But when I'm talking about this, I started to do that when money was still to be had in TV. Mm-hmm. The internet had not really taken over in any real way. Um, really not that long ago when you think about it. We're it talking really about hasn't. like 10 years. Not even, no, I'm talking like... 2004 uh, 2004, maybe? 2004, 2005. Right. So six years? Yeah, because two, it's uh, not, YouTube was 2005. Yeah. yeah. Right? Isn't it, that it weird? Was not, yeah. The, it was, you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, TV losing money for people, you know, streaming stuff online. And that just wasn't, was not a reality. I mean, and, and I think... Like with Bandwagon, you know, uh, the web series that we do, you know, that's, um, it's, it's for us, you know, it's not this, it's not a vanity thing that we're doing and it's not this sort of hobby that we have. I mean, this is something that we, A, we love doing and B, we think is pretty good. Uh, I mean, we, we try to make, you know, a really high quality, uh, product and, 
make it successful in this market because you have to. You have to embrace you have to embrace the internet. You have to make content for the internet. You have to. And as soon as networks and all that start, stop fighting it and really embrace it and figure out a way to, I don't know, bring it all home. I mean, the idea that, well, if you launch something on the web, the goal is to get it on TV. It's mm -hmm. those, that's, it's A, you're going to fail because the very few will. And even if you do, it's all going to end up back on the net anyway. You're far <laughs> <Yeah>. better <laughs> to just create the product and make it, make a home for it. And, and it's hard because there's a lot of content out there and it's really difficult to get your stuff seen and heard and, and get it respected and, and uh, validated, you know, by say the IMDB or whoever these arbitrary, you know, people are who decide what's worthy. Um, you know, we've, we've come a long way into, you know, getting that worthiness. And Felicia Day was a huge, um, pioneer for that mm -hmm. um she's sort of the template that everybody uses and and while that's great it's also unattainable because she hit a, a niche market that very few people could ever do i mean she really tapped into something um really quite phenomenal yeah um and luckily for us she did and so it sort of can you know make this not seem like oh you're doing a web series you know it's like oh of course you are and everybody is i can't like, oh my god i mean i just every time i read something you know some you know, huge A-list films, whatever is like, oh, now we're launching our web series and everyone's, everyone's trying to get in and get their hands. It's like the Wild West out here, really, it is. It is, but I think in the same way that, uh, you know, in the 80s or the 90s, if you said, I'm on a cable show and people would go, that's adorable. Oh, sweet. You know, and then now cable... Couldn't make it on network. I know, exactly. And now cable television <laughs> has... like, I gotta get on cable. ...far yeah. superior programming. Yeah. I mean, of mm -hmm. course, the reason that it's far superior programming on cable is because there are less hands yeah. involved and cable television understands mm -hmm. that you that you that that is it is their duty to program niche mm -hmm. and you know it's like if you have a small cable channel and there's only four people making decisions it gets a lot easier that there's not a lot of people to fuck up the process right you know but with these with networks it's yeah. like yeah there's an east coast division and a west coast division and then there are the studios then so then you have like 30 TV's sort of like your basic um not that I, and I love working in it. I'm not yeah. knocking it by mm. any means. But in terms of all the cooks in the kitchen, I mean, yeah. it's like your U.S. postal, you know, regular mail and cable is your UPS, your FedEx even. You yeah. know, you've got it. It's streamlined and it's this very sort of, you know, the smaller content with which you can do. You, know, you can play a lot more on the Internet. I mean, anything goes. There's no there's no one regulating right now. And I'm going to sure give it time. Someone will figure out a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um you know, right now we get to do whatever the hell we want. And it it will really all come good. down to it will all come down to delivery system. It will, it will come down to a simplified delivery system. The same way that um, I, I had uh, I had a dinner last night with uh, a guy named Alex Albrecht. You know, Alex. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex is on Dignation. He's just a, he's a huge, he's a brilliant, nerdy, cool guy. And you know, we were talking about podcasting, and he's sort of been on the forefront of that with uh, mm -hmm. with Kevin Rose and. And they, you know, like in the old days of podcasting, it was the, the, what you had to go through to actually get a podcast into your device <laughs> right. was such a pain in the ass that no yeah. one would do. But as soon as, you know, as soon as Apple decided, hey, uh, we're just going to include these in our, you know, in our regular delivery system, mm -hmm. then that just changed. The, like right. as soon as there's a delivery system where web video can seamlessly mm -hmm. and, and I know you can do it now, but I mean seamlessly. Yeah get to your television, then they become television shows. And then, <laughs> you know, know, and then everything changes. I know it's, it's, yeah, I know. And it's, it's exciting. It's frustrating at times, but it's ultimately, um, so rewarding. It's, it, it really is. And to see your audience grow with you and, um, 
be as involved as they are. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's not like anything that I've, I've done. And I'm very lucky that I can move in and out of a lot of different worlds right now, whether it's a comic book or the show or television, whatever the hell I'm doing, you know, um, they all ultimately feed each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you make a connection here and it ends up, you know, facilitating something, you know, in a different, different arena completely. Um, and it's, it's great. I feel very, um, I don't know. I feel very empowered by it. I also, I'm like, God, I don't want to really make any mistakes. Cause that's, you know, when nothing is necessarily regulated, you want to make sure you're not getting yourself into a deal that ultimately is not going to serve you right down the road. Um, but so far it's, it's moving along. I think there's room for mistakes though, because the, the rate I mean, a television show, like if you're if you're developing a television show, it just mm-hmm. takes fucking forever. And by the time your show actually gets made, you almost don't even remember what it was. Like, right. what was that thing? Uh, you know, but but with this with this kind of stuff, I, I can call you up and go, hey, Emma, let's let's shoot a thing. Let's just make a se- and we can do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it catches on and someone makes a deal and then we find out later, like, oh, well, that, you know, next time we'll do better next time. Right. It, just the turnover rate is so is potentially so high that I think I think it's OK sort of in the overall big picture of, you know, figuring everything out. Yeah. I don't even know if there are really a lot of mistakes to be made because like you said, there's just so, it's just so open. It's so open right now. Um, I mean, we have, uh, we have a few different things that are sort of percolating as far as, as the show having a home right mm-hmm. now, like it's on web distribution. Um, I'd love to actually say what it is, but I actually can't. Um, but there- it's, it's a good place to be that there's, it's, it, it's, it's, doing what it's doing right now. There's mm-hmm. papers flying around and whatever. Um, and that's really great. And again, because so much is not really tested, we don't really know. All you can do is hope that whatever you, you know, you decide to do, we'll get it to get it seen by all the people that you need to see it by. And that most importantly, you retain your IP because mm-hmm. that is the one thing we've always said from the very beginning, no matter what we're doing, we're not giving that up. And intellectual property, yes. not internet protocol. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Intellectual property. Um, Thank very, you, Chris. Very, Sorry. Thank you, Chris. Sorry. Very, very important um, because, you know, it's, it's, it's again, an easier road to give that up. And that's been presented any number of times. It's like, nope, absolutely not. Because then what's the point? Then I'm back exactly to where I was again. And, and it takes off and you get all the credit, you get all the power, you get all the money. Mm-hmm. No, F you. No, no, absolutely not. I, I, and it's just, you know, having that, having that brain, I mean, like you basically are, what we have are a culture of, of performers now who are like mini industries, mm-hmm. right? Because you, in the, in the old days, like, oh, you're in the old days, you know, 15 years ago, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're an actor, or maybe you pitch a show or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's not as common, but now you are the content creator. You're the performer. You're also, you also have to be the marketer. Mm-hmm. You also have to worry about the, 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 the legal uh, terms yes. protecting your intellectual property. And so it's, does that, are you, are you happily challenged by that? Or is it sort of like, ah, fuck now I gotta go. Do all, I have to do all this stuff now. Uh, most of the time I'm happily challenged by it. There are times when I feel very overwhelmed. Like I just want to like crawl under a rock because there's just, there's just so much coming at you and it's, and it's, um, this is all very self-created and I'm happy that it's happening, but I mean, it's not just bandwagon. I mean, my, one of the other creator, there's three creators of bandwagon. One of them, Camilla Ranson is my, and other projects. She's my writing partner. And she and I, um, did a digital comic and this is back, you know, and it's becoming more so the, the thing to do now, but even at the time it was like digital comic, like what the 
what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, because it's going online. Like, that's what you have to do. Like, it's embrace it. Because if you don't, you know, someone's just going to photocopy the fucking hard copy anyway and put it online and they're just going to steal it. So just, put, you know, embrace it, whatever. And so we did a, we started out with Contrapussy, um, <laughs> which is a, a cat. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a satire, whatever. Um, and we started online with that and then IDW picked it up and that'll launch later this year, like fall, like, and then they'll, they're doing like an actual book with it, which is great. Um, and that gave us the idea to do ripped, which we have, we wrote a, a pilot. We haven't talked about what ripped is. We've been actually very misleading with what ripped is because we purposely, we didn't want to. I mean, it's registered to, to high hell, but we're like, we don't, we want to figure out a way to, you know, appropriately promote and launch this. But Ripped um, will start as an online digital mm-hmm. uh, graphic novel, comic, whatever, and then print a limited amount of, very, very limited amount of, you know, like issue one, and then, you know, television, the show, whatever, whether it's TV. I, I don't see how unless there's some sort of massive financing to do it for the web. I don't like currently, I think it has to be on television. So we sort of have geared it to that. And that's with um, right now with shine, the production company shine who does Merlin and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's with that, that as the show that's with them. But for our purposes, we're like, well, again, to make sure that we are taken care of and that no one can sort of circumvent our power, we're going to put it online first. We're going to, truncate grossly the pilot and everything else and we're gonna you know sketch it all out and put it up there um so that you know we've been talking about and talking about and talking about it so that when it you know goes up people are like wait what is this you know we can say you know well this is what this is and then send you know all the data back to the company and whatever else so that when it's you know comes time hopefully when everything goes well you know you can have a bargaining well, chip. it makes a lot of sense, too, to create something. Um, and they think they're getting something really cool, hopefully. Yeah. That's not just a, a property that no one has any idea. There's actually, well, they go, well, no, you can document that people have been talking about it for X amount of months on blah. Right. So you know that if you, if you animate it, when I animate it, but you, you, know, you make a live action show out of it, that you already have some people, you already have interest as opposed to trying to do something from scratch. Are you ever able to shut your brain off? No, it's really bad. Well, I do. I do when I run. Uh, it's been so damn hot, though, that I haven't moved my body at all. And it's making me kind of agitated. But um, I can I can I can shut off for about 45 minutes when I'm up Bronson or I'm I'm somewhere. Yeah. And I, and I do. And I need it. Or like when I go for a long drive, like I'm supposed to go up, hopefully if whatever, if something comes up, it comes up. But I'm I'm set to get in the car on a week from Monday and make an 11 hour drive, a minimum 11 hour drive to my family's farm up the coast, like coast, like near basically at the border. Near, um, near Wairika? Yes. Where all, the, where all the meth comes from? Exactly. <laughs> Wairika is inland though. Meth capital. Is it? Yeah, Wairika is off the five. They're, no, well, it's off the 101. Eureka, Eureka. Is, Eureka. No, Yreka is. Oh, a different I'm sorry. Town. I thought you meant Eureka. No, Yreka is a different. It literally is the well, letter Y. Well, they actually do have a lot yeah. of meth up there, yes. like where my family is. <laughs> Pot and meth. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you go up a little more north and it gets more into heroin. Oh good. Yeah, oh yeah. really? Oh, so it's covered. But yeah, it's covered Eureka, everywhere. and then there's uh, isn't like Manila around there? I don't know. I do know that you know if you go too far off the the trails, as I like to call them, that it's like deliverance up there, man. It's it's yeah. 
terrifying. I mean, there's Confederate flags and weird security cameras it's, and like compounds where you know area. they're stockpiling ammo. It's, yeah, it's yeah. so funny how, you know, people have this idea of California of, you know, because obviously Los Angeles is the most vocal you know, like the most the most globally vocal city yeah. in, in in California, but really, when you take out San Francisco and Los Angeles, California is not really that liberal of a state. Like it's there no. is a lot. Of, you don't have to go that far it's to find mostly farms. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot of farms connect these cities. But even if you go into like Reseda, mm-hmm. yeah. like oh look at that, there's rednecks in Reseda. <laughs> How about that? Funny, um, right. I was a uh, I was in. Um, uh, Oklahoma and uh, there was a, okay yeah and there was, sorry that was uh, like I, I, ordered, I ordered a beer and uh, the waitress the waitress girl was like it's like you're all y'all from California take me with you and I'm like she didn't say Los Angeles she said just California you're all from California oh you gotta take me with you I was like you know California isn't that much different from this area in Oklahoma a lot of strip malls a lot of bad food a lot of white people and um, and like I was like but then I realized oh I don't well, who am I talking to yeah. Yeah. No, seriously, can you take me with you? Take me you have to get me the fuck out of here. Put me in your, yeah. me in your truck. It's true, though. You start taking the drive. I'm sure you've made the drive. You go up the five. Oh, millions of times. To San Francisco or beyond or whatever. And you get about, I don't know, just past the grapevine. Yep. Yeah. And it's a completely different. It's just. Gorman night, is pretty white night trash. Night and day. Where? Gorman. Gorman, That's absolutely. Right yep. up on the grapevine. Yeah, it's like right when you go into the grapevine, there's Gorman. Oh, yep. it's just a nothing <laughs> truck, truck, It's like a truck stop it's culture. Truck stop, and they have an antique store. Yep. Yeah, and a Sizzler. There's a. They got that Sizzler down there time. in Gorman. How are their antiques? I collect antiques. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's like oh, antique store, but it's actually pretty no, no, dope. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, I gotta yeah. go. You gotta go to Gilroy for the old garlic festival. Yeah, Gilroy Garlic Festival. I love get, driving through Gilroy, putting down the window, smelling the garlic. And I like to go to yeah. the Winchester Mystery House. I love the smell of gasoline. Is that weird? No, no I, I love like the, the I love the smell of gasoline. I love the distant smell of gasoline. Yeah, not but like right. When, when it's on your when it's in your like face, it. it's almost kind of like yeah. the distant smell of skunk is not yeah. terrible. Yeah, right. But my dog got skunked once. Oh, it's bad. And when you're that close to it. Something in your brain tells you that it's toxic and you're going to die. When you mm-hmm. smell it, you're like, I, this is not supposed to be in my lungs. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, but in a, as a distant smell, it's good. Like, like, a, like, a, like a hint of sulfur is not bad. A yeah. little bit, little bit, little hint. Just a hint. Just a hint. Yeah. But have you ever actually been in the sulfur baths? Have you ever taken one of those? No. Those are pretty intense. They have them in New Zealand. I'm sure they have them elsewhere too. I just have nope, them just be, there. Just, it's yeah. just New Zealand. <laughs> just fly 10, you know, whatever, 20 hours to go sit in a sulfur bath. But that's pretty overpowering. It's pretty, but but good. But then afterwards, you feel you you feel feel refreshed. Yeah. One time, I swam in a tea tree lake in Australia. Really? Yeah, there were tea trees growing in the lake, and so the water was just black. And you go in, (laughs) and it it felt amazing, and it it supposedly has curative powers because it's a tea tea tree lake. Yeah. Does it feel just? Do you feel cold when you get in? Like no matter what? No, it it felt really good. The the thing that sucked about it was that there were about a hundred fucking gross hippie families. Just nude, running around because <laughs> we're all out in NYCHA. and uh, and it and they were just like kind of dirty and they would like that we were cleaning off in the tea tree. It sounds like the beginning of some tale or parable. One time, one hundred hippie families <laughs> came upon a, a lake of tea tree lake. oil. The first family decided setting for a really weird horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, Tea Tree Lake, you guys. Tea Why are we not fucking it. writing tea this? <laughs> we're not even Australian. Whatever, we'll just say it's. Uh, we'll just make it Australian. You could do an Australian accent. But not 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 a good one. But you can make it fun and be like Shaun of the Dead style. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, again, I am from Australia, so I know how this lake works. 
Exactly. We gotta save them. I'm from Australia. Yeah. I'm from Australia. Did I mention I'm from Australia? I'm from Australia. I'm from Australia. It's a hard. It's a hard accent. It's, it's a hard, hard. It's a hard. Hard accent. I dated an Australian girl for a while. <laughs> Four years, I had an Australian girlfriend, and then while I was trying to learn her accent, she was trying to lose her accent. Oh, that's a drag. <laughs> I like the Australian accent. It's nice. It's nice. It is. It is. Uh, Australia, basically, they're the. They're sort of like the south of England. Yeah. <laughs> they're like our southern, you know, super nice, like wonderful people. Uh, there are some like Yahoo rednecky types. Uh, Aren't they everywhere though? There really are. Yeah. Yeah. The redneck gene gets in <laughs> everywhere. I'm sure. <laughs> there must be rednecks in Africa. Like, how the fuck did you guys get here? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just, you know, got on a boat and headed. <laughs> Um, but I, but I think yeah. it's interesting to, you know, to hear you say that, you know, you have this nerd brain and, uh, it's, I think there's just so much overthinking that goes on. And I'm always fascinated by people who are able to get out of their own way enough to actually make things happen. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of wonder if maybe the reason why we stay as busy as we do, because you have so much shit going on too, that it's an active distraction to try to silence the never-ending chatter. Never-ending chatter. Probably. I don't know which comes first, honestly. Yeah. They feed They feed each other for sure. Do you think it's a blessing or a curse? Well, if I actually make money off any of this shit, <laughs> then it's a blessing. <laughs> well, you and will. So, and you, if you're I not already, so. you will. If you're not already, you will. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean like I want a yacht. I, you know, I don't mean that. But, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with... Why not? With, well... Because I'm deathly afraid of the ocean. All right, fair enough. I like looking at it. I like looking at it. I just don't want to be in it. Private jet. Don't want to be in it. Private jet. That'd be nice. Okay. That'd be nice. Um, What the fuck was I saying? What was I saying? Kind of something completely (laughs) amazing, I'm sure. We were talking about about generating income. I don't need like a, you know, I'm not talking like wealth. I just mean, I don't know. Like, Okay, cool. Um, well, everything's everything's okay. There's nothing wrong. You know, like everything's okay. There's yeah, nothing wrong that, about that, anything. I don't There's have to. I don't have to bust my ass to continue to make some. It's it's making itself. It's self generating, and it's not that the hard work's ever really over, but that 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 initial. I don't know that push that you have to do that that you have to you have to be on twenty four hours a day because if you don't. You will you'll lose like you you just you have to. And I'm really looking forward to just saying, OK, it's 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 doing its thing. I can I'm, I can just focus on the writing or I can just focus on acting. You I may have never to take you may never job. do that. Though. I, was just say, I don't think that, do that ever goes away. I think I think because especially, you know, I know a lot of people who are far more successful than I am. And I mean, whatever tiny bit of success I have, I know people who have achieved what I would think to be like, oh, you got it. You got that thing. You got right. that thing that we all have in our heads. You reach that point. You reach that point that we all say, oh, there's a, there's the goal. And yeah. once we hit that, we spike the ball and dance and everything's awesome. And, and I don't see any change in the way that they were before. They still are. You know, I think it's a, I think it's a mechanism that if you feel like it's a problem, it's not going to be solved. But if you don't feel like it's a problem, then it doesn't matter. Right. But I don't feel like it's going to be solved. That being said, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make money from your from the things that you care about and the things you create. Yeah, I don't mean like gross. I want to be. Ah, you know, fuck it. Make you should you get a hundred million dollars. Who gives a shit? You no, give a bunch but, of charity. It's, it's good. No, no, and I don't mean because you know f wealth and f the rich. I don't mean that. I just mean that that's not my. 
that's not my end point. I don't, I just want to, I want it to be, and, and bottom line, I don't really think the, like the paydays that everyone was used to even seven years ago are gone. They're yeah. just gone. The, the business is so different. Those are, but I feel like there's other ones right around the if corner. Someone, <laughs> if someone could figure out how to, how, how do you, how do you make a profit off of something that is essentially free? Mm-hmm. Because you you go online and and pretty much you know anything that you do there you can you can figure out a way to steal it to fi- you know I don't because I think you know I actually value paying for something but a lot of people don't and there's that that sort of pervasive idea which I don't agree with that art that, that you can just take it and I and I, you know I have these fights with people I have friends who torrent and they do all that I'm like why would you walk in to if you need a new car, would you walk into Lexus and say, I'm just going to take this car out? Cool, right? I mean, I'm just going to torrent this Lexus. Yeah, I want yeah. it. So I'm just going to take it or walk into you know, a clothing store or a restaurant and say, cool, thank you for the meal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now. Well, of course not. You pay for it. So why is it? Because it's online. It's suddenly it's up for grabs. Because it's a very strange. Mindy because... Kaling has a great bit about that. Yeah. Like so. I would steal that car if I could just touch the car and I get an exact copy of your car and you also get to keep your car. Yeah. I'd steal your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess people also have a different view of, um, things that aren't in the physical world. Like, right. like, it, you know, the uh, content, That's an interesting idea. content is intangible. Like, and, and so, and yeah. so people, you know, you consume it with your brain. Right. And so, uh, and so I feel like people go, well, I'm not hurting anything. I'm just looking at that thing. I'm just looking at it. Why can't right. I just look at it? Right. And I understand, I think, I think what's going to happen is that, um, because the basic building blocks are there, the building blocks are there. We know that, you know, what What drives advertising models are, well, X number of people look at this thing. We right. put our product in front of those eyes, and that, that helps drive consumerism. And I think we, are, we have the foundation of that with all of this kind of digital stuff that we're doing, whether it's podcasts or web, or web mm-hmm. series, because you know you're getting the eyes or the ears. Right. Those people are there. So it's just about forming more creative relationships with advertisers. And then, you know, like I've said to people on this show before – who listen to the show, yeah, we're going to have sponsors sometimes because it's it's expensive to give away free stuff. Right. And that money, and I would rather n- not have you pay for it. So, you know, you just have to know that that's part of the relationship for getting this thing that you want. Right. So I think it will come from, you know, people like yourself forming uh, relationships with, you know, advertisers, sponsors, the way that uh, networks have marketing departments or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's true, and that sort of leads into some, you know, some ways that people are, which we've thought about as well, funding their content online is well, do you know, do you brand mm-hmm. your your product or whatever? Which is a slippery slope. It can be with that as well, because then oftentimes you, you know, say I don't know. I keep going back to Lexus. I don't know why. Maybe because I, I don't, I don't know. Are so they just, sponsoring just, your? They <laughs> are. No. Uh, um, Maybe because they, I think they sponsored Lisa Kudrow's web therapy. Oh, okay, I, gotcha. I think that's probably why I keep going back there. But they, um, and I don't think they did this with her show. But I'm, but I'm saying that if you, you have a sale, Lexus or whatever, they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna sponsor your show. We're now branding you. Um, we would like you to make sure that in this scene, you, you're doing. You know, they start, they start infiltrating your content as opposed to just being brought to you by. Sorry, brought sure. to you by. Lexus, which cool because that's how that is in television. You right. know, a lot of the times brought to you by blah blah blah, um, but it's not always the case 
with web series and it ends up again like i said infiltrating your content which is tricky because then that's part of the joy of doing what you do because you get to do whatever the hell you want and then suddenly it's like well no we were really cool but if here if you could just change us and we you know our the, the president's daughter really really loves it and if you could just make sure you put her in scene five that would be great and like, but i don't want to put her in scene five <laughs> i want to hire my friend or i want to hire that really good actress i saw on that show last week but you can't because it's part of your deal um so again it's tricky you know do you do you then have you know another 400 grand in your pocket to pay for the next season or do you not and look for another way to fund your product yeah um you know which is like i said we're sort of in the midst of figuring our next season out which will actually be and i'm just going to be confusing to people we've already started we're going to put a blast out about it actually but it won't be season three it'll actually be season two what we have is season two online is actually mistitled and needs to be season one Okay. Uh, <laughs> just because <laughs> with the season, this current season one was actually never a web series. It was the film, of original film that we did, and we cut up and we put it online in 10 parts, and that's what spawned the idea for us to actually do a show about it. Uh, but when we were putting it online, it just seemed to make sense to call it, you know, a season so people didn't get confused. But uh, and we're probably going to end up confusing them even more when, it, when they're like, but I thought I was watching season two. No, no, actually, you're just watching season one, next season, season two. Um, and see what happens. Have you? Do you guys do anything live? Do you do any? Do you have you ever done live stuff? Uh, uh, no, no. Well, you mean like in front of a live audience? Yeah. Uh, I did one job once in front of a live audience. I loved it. I was completely terrified. Um, but everything else has been inside a studio. And and no, there's there's no live. It's all improvised. I mean, everything we do. There's no script. Mm -hmm. We have a we have a shooting script, like a skeleton. You know, a story of like, well, we need to make sure you know Emma and Tracy and Yvette get to blah 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 mm -hmm. and go from there and then that's you know the parameters and then there's some you know direction in between there of like well make sure you hit this undercurrent but other than that i mean we just go and you know you're dealing with groundlings you're dealing with people who do this and know how to do this and now i'm, I'm it's, it's so good for me because now i'm just unafraid of anything like i just go in i'm like well if i can if i can not break if i can come up with something on the fly that makes sense and actually moves a story you know forward with these people well then you know, bring it. Like I just, it's it's great. It's an amazing training. Have you ever done improv? Yeah, yeah. But I, but my stand up gene is too strong for, well, yes, for, yeah. for for good improv because you need to be a good team player. Right. And with stand up, you get very reliant on yourself as the team. I get and that. And so you you know you rely on quick jokes and you rely on trying to take control of the scene. And so that was always my biggest hurdle with with improv. And I. I I'm just too much of a control freak to be a good. <laughs> I get that. I mean, I I feel I like that. I feel like I can improvise well, but when you're talking about long form improv or you're yeah. talking about you know, I I just feel like I get too stand up y for it. Oh, I get that. But it's but, but once you can, you know, once you can conquer, you know, like I've I have a friend who wants to be a, a host and. I was like, well, you gotta take it, take improv, like, because if you if you're on if you can get comfortable in that setting, no audition or no anything that any kind of show they drop mm -hmm. you into is never gonna make you afraid because if you can stand up in front of a group of people, right, kind of not know where you're going but still have the tools in your head to to get through it and feel good about it, then you can fucking do anything. That's Conan yeah. did. Conan was uh, did took rounds. I love Conan. Yeah, Co Coco. Coco. He's my favorite. I just <sighs> love him. Those that the, those couple of seasons with him as the EP of The Simpsons, ah, genius Mon monorail, monorail. He's so he's so gifted. Have you done Have you done Conan's show? No. You could go on that. I'd love to go on. 
Maybe someday, soon. I don't know. Whatever. Figure it out. I'll call someone. You call. You make some calls. I'm gonna make some calls. I'm gonna make some calls. <laughs> Chris, you're, you're doing that again. What? You're just you're speaking quietly. No one can hear you. Jonah, I'm trying to make a dramatic point, and oh, then that just sort of like right. ruins I forgot, it. I forgot. Jonah, I'm trying to make a dramatic. I'm sorry. Sometimes if we want to get louder, we have to get quieter. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-mm. I Sometimes couldn't hear you anymore because it's in my bad ear. Shit. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I actually could hear you. Sometimes Just when we put signed. masks on, we're actually yes. taking them off. Um, <laughs> oh. How are you with the... Uh, are people generally respectful to you in terms... Because, you know, when you're on a popular show like Buffy... Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like I saw one tweet where you were like, I'm happy to respond to you, so-and-so, but my name is not Anya. So can you please... <laughs> yeah, that caused a bit of a shitstorm, but I don't care. Ultimately, I mean, I do care. It sounds awful, but but no, at some point, the majority of people who I interact with, you know, on Twitter who follow me, they're they're fans of all kinds of things, you know, but you you get you get your stalwarts, you know, you get your people who are um, just very much back then, you know, Yeah. I mean, um. Oh, I still. And, and I, it gets. It gets. It's just. It's like I can't. I'm. I, I'm happy to engage with you, but you actually have to address me by my name. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I'm somebody else. Like that's just weird. Right. But I'm. I'm happy to. And they do. I. I interact with my. I. I talk a lot. I respond to a lot of people. Um, like consistently. I think it's important to do that. Those sort of days of being out of reach and being, you know, mysterious and all that. And it's, it's all really nice, but it's just not. It's not possible. I'm not saying go and do your reality show and film, you know, Big Brother style. I'm just saying that that you have to embrace. You ha- you just have to. You have to tear down that wall and you have to talk to people. Yeah. Um, particularly if you're launching products online, you know, you have got to <laughs> interact with your fans. You have to. There's also a certain line and, you know, I mean, I'm, su- I'm sure there are some people who will be like, what the fuck? You're on a really great show. Why can't you be proud? And it's like, no, it's not that I'm not proud of it. It's just, it's it's slightly disrespectful to address someone by a character name because it almost kind of says like, um, who do they direct? Who do they but call you by? I they don't call me. They don't call oh. me. But I, but I'm saying they still like. Uh, did I talk about this? I guess there there was a there was a review about or the, like a story came out. Did I, did, I did talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. MTV's Chris. Yeah, Harder. they said MTV's Chris Harder. I was like, okay, look, I'm not. I'm happy oh. that I did it. <laughs> I did see that. I see I'm very that. happy that I did it. But like, you know, it's like it's been a while. You know, and right. I, there's definitely other stuff going on. You yeah. know, and so uh, you, they almost kind of feel you almost kind of feel a little like slightly disrespected, where they're like, oh, you you really couldn't. You know? I don't feel disrespected so much as that I feel like I'm failing miserably. Because, that's what I because feel Because they're like. referring to an old thing? Yeah, like so old. Like, like wow, that's like 12, 15 but jobs in, I'm old. I'm sure people like, still yell Forrest Gump at Hank's. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they like, do, but they don't put, they don't put, you would never, in an, an interviewer would never put oh, Forrest true. Gump, Tom Hanks. It's just Tom <laughs> Hanks. Right. Right? It's just Brad Pitt. It's just, it, there's just, it's just George Clooney. He's not Doug Ross. But he's very handsome. He's very <laughs> You might, you obviously have your ER fanatics. Facts of life, George Clooney. Be, exactly. Yeah. You know, Roseanne's George Clooney. Exactly. You know, uh, there, there comes a point where I think you are able to, you've, you've so far, you've, you've surpassed your past so much that you, you, you create and you create this version of yourself that is, is is an entertainer, is a performer, is not this person who played a role. And it's very hard, particularly with genre shows uh, that I love. I obsessively love, but uh, I'm also, on the one hand, it's very helpful for me. And on the other hand, it's 
it's very difficult because I have to work 10 times as hard to break away from it. And I, I still haven't done it. At least in my eyes, I haven't done it. I mean, I will have people who love life unexpected at all love time or they'll love, they'll love something. They're like, Oh, this is great. Or now they love bandwagon, but there is a definite default back to something that is so removed from my life at this point. I don't, I don't remember half of it. I really don't. When someone will ask me a question about it, I'm like, you clearly know more than I do. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. That's that. Cause we just, you know, it's, it's frustrating. We just had Tom Wilson on the podcast yesterday oh. and, uh, who played Biff in Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. And and we were having a very a very similar conversation. It was like, you know, it was a job I did, and and so people, you know, you forget, I think, because because it means so much to some people in a in a very specific way, mm-hmm. and it doesn't occur to them that you're like, hey, listen, I did this job, I was really happy to do it, but at the time I was working, and I didn't, I just didn't think about it in those terms, and it wasn't precious in that way of I better remember every moment of this because you know mm-hmm. you're just like I'm surviving I'm getting through I'm for I'm lucky I'm happy that I'm on this thing and then you kind of move on to the next thing and then that thing pops mm-hmm. you're like oh I didn't I I didn't know that this was going to happen and I wasn't kind of emotionally prepared for that's that that's the thing that's the word whatever you're doing it's popping right right and it's it's that thing of getting whatever else you're doing the next thing you're doing to pop to pop so loudly and so brightly that it trumps the thing that popped you in the first place. And, you know, my friend Seth, I'm sure you, you must have interviewed Seth or you know Seth Green. Oh, I, I know him. He, he was, we're, we're definitely going to get him on the okay, show. Okay, because, yeah, he's... Because you've done Robot Chicken, too. Yes. Yeah. And he, you know, he's actually uh, the really the key inspiration for Camilla, my writing partner, and I when we did Contra Pussy because I went to the set to Robot Chicken and I was like, this is just... The coolest thing I've ever seen. Like you just don't, you're just having fun all day long. Like this, this thing that you created. And he took four years to sell that four Mm -hmm. years to find a home for robot chicken. And now he's sitting on this little mini empire and, um, you know, he's, he's got his hands. He's the hardest working person I know. And he's got his hands in so many different amazing projects. And I'm like, you know, I, I want that. I want to do that. I think we could do something strange and animate it maybe, or I don't know, but it was definitely the seed of, of, what a lot of what we're doing now is is having worked with him on that um and he's a great example of <laughs> you know having been on this you know iconic show and an iconic character and having moved so far away from it because he created something um that trumped it um and that's it's very hard to do and i i hear you know i I see a lot of these interviews and you know articles or whatever on on Sarah you know going back for ringer and um which looks like a great show. And my friend Chris Palaha's on it, who I worked with last year on Life Unexpected. And like, I wanted to succeed. I wanted to succeed on so many levels because then maybe they'll stop calling her Buffy. Because right. it's like, dude, she's not, she's not. You right. know, it's like, you, it, she is, I understand that, but she's not. She's actually, you know, this well-rounded, she's got a lot going on other, other than that. And um, it, it, again, it just, it, it reminds me for me of like, I, I need to do, I have to keep trying. Like I have and again, I'm very careful to not make people angry when I'm saying this because I'm very, <laughs> very grateful for that time. And but I, I don't love think that. you're coming off but like, like it's I, I like want, you're not grateful for it. I just want I I want I don't want to I don't want that to be my story. Right. I don't want that to be what I'm associated with. Like let it be a part of what people will remember me by or remember my work by, but not not the totality of it. Of course. And I feel like you know, I think that's part of why, you know, I'll shut off for 45 minutes a day because until I do something that trumps that, that matches it even, just match it, match it in its, you know, its weight, um, then I can't, 
I can't stop. Well, and and there's so there's a disparity between uh, most people who, you know, when they look at when the, the, just the way that they have to categorize all the different people that they think about in mm-hmm. a day, it's just easier to create these sort of one-dimensional mm-hmm. profiles because it's just like a shorthand. Right. But then to us, who are the people? We go, no, no, I'm multidimensional and these are all the, I'm, I'm a, I'm a human being, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but I can tell you that having worked at MTV for four years and there was this sort of, there was a sort of unwritten curse that if you were, if you were on MTV and you had any degree of success on MTV, then you would never work on anything else Mm -hmm. and no one would ever take you seriously. And so, you know, it, it took, it took a long time for me. I mean, like now there's a whole generation of people that doesn't even fucking remember that I was on a show for four years mm-hmm. on, on that channel. And that makes me so I'm, I'm proud of the show. I mean, I'm, it was a dumb show, but I'm proud that I worked on it. But that makes me so happy because after the show, I kind of just was like, well, I'm going to start doing stand up now because it's something I want to do. And I'm just going to fucking do it no matter what. And I think right. it's more about the process than it is. I never really thought. I guess I didn't think as much like, well, I got to Trump MTV. I always just thought, well, I got to I'm just going to do this now. And at a certain point, it'll catch on. Right. And, no, and I'm going to do it no matter what. And, you know, with the podcast, we're like, we're just going to do it. If, if no one listens, I don't fucking care. We're just going to do it. So I think there is a degree of and it sounds like you're doing this of just enjoying your process that, you know, that you're going through this process of creation. And I think ultimately at the end of everything that will be the thing, you know, that 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 quote unquote trumps the the Buffy thing. It'll be the you know, it'll just be the sum total of all these things that you've put into the world and created and sort of your your your, your career, because we can't control if we get another Buffy or another singled no, out or not, like like some shows pop, some shows don't. You just do, you know, you just do as much shit as you can and try to enjoy the process. <laughs> no, totally. And I, you know, I'm uh, I'm. I'm hoping that the things that I have that I'm involved in and you know, a few different ways, whether it's bandwagon or ripped or whatever, um, that while I'm in bandwagon, you know, I'm, I also am part of a creative team behind it. And, you know, I can look at these people who have influenced me like your Joss Whedon's or mm-hmm. these, these people who, um, you know, Joss isn't Buffy. Joss is, Joss. Joss has created a number of amazing things and continues to do amazing things. Um, And I'm sure Felicia is well on her way to having her version of that as well. And that's, um, that's, that's what I want. It's like, well, I don't care if you, you know, want to have that be a a piece of something that you remember me by, but, but I actually, hopefully, you know, these, these fans who are very um, involved with that part of my life will, continue to be as involved and more so with these other ventures and ripped ripped i don't know bandwagon is its own thing bandwagons is a satire i mean that's a completely different audience right than a sci-fi geeky crowd that's I mean, great i think know, that's i think that's ripped has a potential to be it'll definitely it'll definitely hone in on that same group of people it's, for sure it's and not not that you asked me but it sounds like you're doing all the right things i mean f- from my perspective i think mean. you are doing all the right things because because you know you're creating all these different things and they're things that you care about and they're things that you control and they're things that you made up in your brain and so when that next thing comes along that does pop this foundation you're creating because anyone can get a lucky break but yeah. I think I think what gives people a, like I think what sustains people like gives them that sort of long term career is you do a lot of cool stuff that you care about. And then when something pops, 
rather than just being a kid who just stepped off a bus. How many people have you seen pop just stepping off a bus and then it's like, okay, no one gives a shit about him anymore because they just it was just that one thing and there was mm-hmm. nothing deeper that they did. Right. But when people can deep dive you know, down this well of Emma and that sounded gross. I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. Hot. I didn't mean it that way. Um, this, this hot, sweaty well. No. Um, <laughs> this musky well. No, but when they, when they can. It's a foul word, isn't it? It is. Musk, musky. Like it's moist. A, moist. That's another yeah, bad one. Musky, moist. And uh, so, but when they can, when they can see all these other things and go, oh my God. So she popped on this, but. Wait, fuck that for a second. Look at all these other things she's been doing. Like that's that's what creates dimension with people. And so it sounds that's why I think you're doing all of the the right things. And if you just keep doing it, enjoying this process, then you will you'll be in really you'll be in really good shape. But again, unsolicited advice. Don't get so caught up in thinking that there's some kind of goal line that you have to hit that you don't stop and see that at some point you may actually have the thing that you think you're pursuing. Do you know what I mean? True. So it's, it's, it really is, um, it really, I mean, I'm not trying to get preachy, I'm not trying, no, but, but no, I just no, feel I, very, I feel a kinship with you in that way because I, I feel like I understand exactly what you're saying. And there are things that I've thought about for years and years and that things that keep me awake at night. So I feel like, Oh my God, if I can impart any bit of, you know, and I don't know everything at all, but I, but I feel like I've learned. No, you some know things. a lot, and you've definitely, you know, you have made, you know, you have seen your career um, on a vertical trajectory. <laughs> Die and, and, several times. No, no, no. But you know, you you can you you can map where you are, and that's and that's hugely important. And you know, someone like you know, you just had Brian Cranston on. Yes. Legend. Legend. And. That to me is a perfect example, and I don't know if that was, uh, you know, he he pursued that or that was just some genius agent. I, I don't I don't know, but to put him on Breaking Bad after what he became known for, and in a very iconic way. I mean, that perform, you know, his his. It's not like he came out of nowhere, you know. And I would never in a million years thought to see him on Breaking Bad in, in that way. I just never thought of him like that. And now that's all I can think about. And for many, and I think just but for everyone, I think it's just, it's so far trumped everything that he's done. And he's just this, it, he's now just become this, I don't know, he's this larger than life entity right now. And uh, and I don't know how long that took, actually. I'm trying to think of how long well, there were Malcolm two things- was off the air for, but it, it, it took maybe a minute. Not that he wasn't doing was, things. It's definitely a few years, like four four years maybe yeah. or so. But but he, you know, there were two things about him that struck me as fascinating. Mm-hmm. Number one, I tried to connect with him a little bit on the idea of like, oh, you know, we're all performers and we get insecure. And, we're, you know, how did you get over that? And he was like, I, I never was. He He's not an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Not an overthinker at all. And so for him, he just decided... I'm going to be an actor. I don't give a fuck if I have to live in a car. I'm going to be an actor. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do stuff, you know, I'm just going to do stuff I like. And that's it. And the other, so he, so for him, there was never any kind of like, master plan. there was never master plan, a, a plan that's in terms of, I have to get to this point or mm-hmm. I'm not successful. He always felt successful because he was always doing the thing that he wanted to do. Right. The other thing that he pointed out that he did was, you know, when he would finish one role, like on Malcolm, he automatically said, you know, it seemed I'm pretty sure this is what he to paraphrase what he was saying. What's the most different thing I can go do from that now? Right. And so and he and, you know, he, he had to he, wait. He, what? He had to wait. He right, had to yeah. wait, but he found it. You know, he he definitely he definitely found it. So he was that was that was I learned so much from him 
uh, just in that hour or right. so that, that we talked to him. What a great guy. Yeah, that was amazing. He's a guy. So that, talented. I know. It's like, God, you're so talented. And oh, my God. It just seems like Inspiring. he doesn't overcomplicate things. And yeah. I feel like there's a certain... There's a certain nerd honor in overcomplicating things. For some <laughs> reason, we loved overcomplicating things, and I think it's because it makes us feel smarter because we're using, we feel like we're using our brains more. But at a certain point, you know, I was a philosophy major, and you'd fucking stand outside with, you know, like people in trench coats smoking and be like, how do I know a table's not the same table that you see? And how do I know that this color of brown? And then you're just like, yeah. at a certain point, you just a have table's to, just a table. it's a fucking table. Yeah. So that's actually an analogy I use all the time. Really? Oddly enough. Yeah. Sometimes a table is just a fucking table. I literally kind of, I say that for, for years when it just to my friends or whatever, who are all crazy artists or whatever. And who, like you said, they overcomplicate, they think and think and think and think. And my like, God, sometimes it's just, sometimes it just is man. There's no hidden agenda. There's no hidden reason. There's no great, you know, universal reason for this situation. Sometimes it just is. Sometimes it just sucks. Sometimes it's just great. That's just it. It's yep. nothing. Nothing more complicated than that. And I feel like with nerdy brains, that's that is kind of our that's our cross to bear and our sort of struggle that we have to that we have to overcome most of the time is just is just ignoring our brains. It's hard, man. <laughs> I it's know. hard. It's really hard, which is probably why I I do escape with sci fi so readily. Yeah. There's something very like I don't know. There's very it's very peaceful to me. I feel like can't well, be an accident that most nerds Love okay. the fantasy and the sci-fi. And the... It's escapism. Yeah, totally. totally. That and football, which, hello, Sunday. Oh, my God. I don't know anything about football. I'm so sorry. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, we're not guys. I am, but I hide it a little bit. <laughs> really? I don't know shit about football. You don't I even just like don't having have... it on? No. Like in the background? I like watching it. I don't. But I don't go. I don't make it a point to. Oh. I don't understand it I because it's something that I can't You grab the control. ball and you try to get it to the other side. No, but no, you don't. Understand. But you don't. <laughs> you watch other people do it. And you have no control over getting the ball to the other side. You can say, go favored color team. Right. You know, like, uh, I like the red and whites. Because the red and whites had that one guy. Yeah. Much like in a guy. movie so, where you root for the protagonist, you can watch a sporting event and root for whomever you'd like. I'm going for reality television. <laughs> Wait, so did you ever watch Friday Night? I'm just, I've just finished season one of Friday Night Lights, and I'm completely obsessed. No, obsessed. but my friend Connie Britton is on that show, and she's was. brilliant. And was on the show because it's not on. The, but, but um, that, uh, and I never watched it. And you know, and people said, and I go, well, I don't like football. And they go, it's not, it's not about, about football. football. It's, no, not, it's not. Man. So it's I was so now that the show's done, I will go back and probably watch yeah, it. It's really good. It's a masterclass. Yeah, in yeah. Ev- in every regard, it is it is seriously like it's. I I don't know why that show didn't cross. It, I I just I don't know bad bad marketing. Here's, here's, here's a fun, something, man. Here's a fun story. Here's a fun story for you. Uh, maybe this may not be fun for you. This may just be me hearing myself talk. But Connie was on a sh- before Friday Night Lights, like like a few years before Friday Night Lights. Connie was on a sitcom. And it got canceled. And a, bu- a group of us went out to dinner that night, and she was bummed the way that you are. And um, I think I made the horrible joke where she, you know, she was like, yeah, the show's canceled. There was sort of this somber tone at the table. And I think I said something like, well, I think I, I speak for everyone when I say this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it sort of like broke up the tension and we laughed about it. You know, she had a, she had a good attitude about it. And I know she was beating herself up a lot on the inside. Cut to a couple years later, you know, mm-hmm. she just fucking stayed in the game and mm-hmm. gets, you know, a because to- Connie is so fucking funny that she also was just doing a like she was doing a lot of comedy work, mm-hmm. and then you know she does this thing that's totally different and 
and it and, so and, good. and it works. But you but you will get the same thing. You just you're on the it's there. It's there. I'm telling it's something, you something it's something something something. I don't know what it is. Something something something. You feel know. it though. I I do at times. I definitely feel like I'm on some sort of precipice of something, and then something doesn't quite go my way or I see a take that I don't really like or I, I don't know, something, and I'm like, oh, failure! You know, like, God, you suck. It's horrible. It's never going to happen. You know, why am I even bothering? Why uh, I should just move, f- quit, go back to school, whatever. And I, 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 I can very easily slip into that, that self-destructive, I'm uh, that, that failure mode. And it, it really, it's, it's, it's almost at other times a full-time job for me to... It's control freakism. I, I have Very. it too. The, the fatalism is control freakism because you instantly, when you feel like you don't have control over something, you just go, "I'm just going to destroy this because I can define that. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I can control that." So, blah, fuck you. Now it's now it's dead. Now it's done. I did yeah. it. Yeah. Well, luckily, that's honestly, I think why I'm, and I'm actually surprised that I do so well with my writing partner. I don't even know what I do without her, actually, and it's a huge deal for me to relinquish so much because it's it's literally it is heads half and half. It's it's completely even, just straight down the line with her, and um, it's 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 really nice. It's like you know to actually have someone that you can you can bounce something off of and go right. This is going to work, right? This is this is actually <laughs> good, right? Because not just me. Like this is this is an inside. Okay, what do we need to do? You know, and have someone be there and you for them at the same time. You know, when they're like, like oh, these two God. nerds right here, like uh, these guys. I bounce shit off them. <laughs> they keep they keep this rickety boat boat afloat. Of, of the podcast. That's why I had to lose the weight. Oh. oh. <laughs> so you can make those jokes. Um, I have a, I have a, this is my last unsolicited bit of thing that I will tell you. Yes. And I don't think I'm awesome and have all the answers, but I, I feel like I have a few. I know. I like it. Do I, it. So I apologize if I'm no, coming I'm off. No, I'm apologizing. Like I'm I want it. Bring okay, it on. Okay. So I have this thing where I have this weird uh, aversion to authority. Uh, um, in oh, in, in the so way, <laughs> but also, but also in the way, like if I'm dealing with uh, customer service on the phone, mm-hmm. and you know, like these poor people, they're getting paid shitty. They don't give. They're reading off a screen. You know, like when you when you're talking about your lowest level customer support, I would always, you know, because a lot of times they give you answers that are less than satisfactory for mm-hmm. the problem that you have. Because most of our problems are not black and white, mm-hmm. and so when they're just reading off a screen, you're like, but. I'm telling you, this is the... But you're right. not listening. Right. I have this thing where I, I go, okay, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to make my, fir- my first reaction my third reaction. In other mm-hmm. words, rather than freaking out, like right away, going from zero to ten, I'll once, one time I'll go, okay, so what about this or this or this? And then if they persist with their end, I will try again for a second time. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm still getting bullshit from them, then the third time it's appropriate to go, this is all bullshit and I'm going to break it down. Right. What that does is it at least kind of just kind of ebbs your adrenaline a little bit. <laughs> so you don't want to go into hyper destructive mode right away. It's not DEFCON f- 5 exactly. or 4. Exactly. Which, which is the higher one? What's, De- what, DEFCON what's, 1 is what's the, Annihilation. De- De- annihilation is DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Okay, so yeah. it's not DEFCON 1. No. <laughs> Straight out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and that, just, that just makes you a little more mindful and a little more present rather than just rushing to that place. And, mo- and sometimes you still freak out and it's fine to do that but you freak out a lot less and you actually solve a lot more problems in the process <laughs> yeah so no it's good it's good that's what i that's my dumb trick it's not a dumb trick it's it's valid and it's the trick is remembering your trick 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because that Wait, little... I'm supposed to be calm for two more tries. That emotional okay. part of your brain just likes to go right around your higher reasoning. Oh, I had a... I went... I, I lost my shit on a meter maid yesterday. But to, 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 to my defense, she was mean first. Right. But like... I just, I just, I, I was getting, I was getting my hair done and I had, you know, this foils, you know, cause they have to highlight, they have to put highlight, highlight my hair. Um, it's gorgeous. Why, thank you so much. Have me CD, Matthew. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's foils and I'm like, oh crap, meter. So I run out. No, I don't have, I don't have, you know, an assistant, you know, like at the salon or something. You know, go out with the change. I, I go the change in the robe. I look like a I look like a fright fool. I know that I do, but I don't care. I don't need you to go do my errand for me. I'm gonna get to go do it for myself. I get all the change. I run out. I'm got I've got I've got the change in my hand. She literally. I mean, she was just like just pulling up with the pen. She could stop. She could have stopped. She didn't. But I'm like, she doesn't. I'm like, oh my god, no! I'm right here. I'm right here. I, I got. I got. She's and I'm and I'm like. She's like, you know, she just shakes her head, doesn't say anything, starts writing. I'm like, oh, come on. You, you can't be serious. I'm right here. It's just, it just expired. I've, I've I'm got sorry. I can't stop got, writing the ticket no, once I start writing does, the ticket. No, what she does, no, worse than that. She stops. She stops at a pen. She looks at me and she's just like, look at yourself. What? Yeah. She goes, look at yourself. I should take a picture of you. That's fucking shitty. Jesus. Right? And then I went, I lost it. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know you have a soul-sucking <laughs> job. All you do is bring misery to people. I they hear out. that all the time, by oh the way. Oh, my God. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Take your picture. <laughs> oh, God, I know. I could have just been calm. I'm like, okay. Great, you're a bitch. I'm just walking <laughs> Then you slug the meter maid. It makes a tabloid. You get you blow up, and people I are like, I, I, should probably ch- I, should probably check, I should probably check out uh, her show. Yeah. God, ridiculous. That was a good response. So silly. Well, um, first world problem, really, is what that is. It is, but but on a day to day basis, when you're trying to do the right thing, and someone's like, "Nah, fuck you," you're just like, "Oh, come on, I'm doing my best here. What are I you know. doing this to me for? I didn't do that." Well, I feed people's meters. I do it all the time. See, you have good karma. We're about the CD's about to run out in do eight it. seconds. So let me do this. Let me let this <laughs> run out. Damn it! The CD player stopped, and you just. First of all, I hate saying the CD player. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what we were living. Uh, it's some nineties <laughs> and, uh, you just, you and Emma were just talking about the most awesome chili recipes yeah. and I'm like, stop talking. I have to get this on the fucking thing because they're, it's amazing. And you're, t- you're throwing around words like cinnamon <laughs> and chili and habanero. I was going well, to put cinnamon. cumin in mine. Oh, great. I, I love use it. Cumin. I use cumin in mine. Uh, okay, so you do use Not cumin. too much. Right. Be careful with the cumin. I like some cumin. Do you uh, want, should I use any, uh, what's the other one? Not cumin. Um, cardamom. Uh, I use cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. Yeah, I use cayenne pepper. Or that pepper. or paprika. Uh, oh, isn't the don't, audience stoked don't. that they got a piece of this conversation? <laughs> Shut up, Jonah. I think it's don't fascinating. Because uh, yeah, Emma said she's making chili in. on Sunday. I am. I'm making a big yeah. batch yeah. of chili in honor of football. Honor to start a football. <sighs> and I make, yeah, I make chili like twice a week. Football? I'm making it for uh, myself, of course. Football? And my, uh, my boyfriend's friends. And, um, you know, nice. do, do it up. Pretty sweet. And I got a blow-up pool, too. Nice. Oh, that's adorable. Make sure it doesn't have a, a pump thing. It's got a pump, and it's got, like, the whole little fountain, like, oh, the, like the waterfall, a cas- cascade thing. We nice. just moved into a place, and it's the whole yard is just, we're just tearing it to Jesus. I mean, it's an absolute natural disaster out there right now. But it's been so hot, and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to, why not? Just embrace <laughs> it and make it look like, you know, so I'm going to, 
Yeah. Inflatable pool Inflatable summer. Pool. And those <laughs> are, there's, there'll be no for there'll be a table out there for flip cup. You know, I don't mess around. That's yeah. incredible. It's a, it's a day of joy. I'm very excited for your chili. <laughs> I'm excited for the whole day. Now, Matthew, you have to come over to my house and make chili. I can. Okay. Yours sounds yeah. really good. It I'm going to try to good. remember very it. Healthy. What, what's the breakdown? Uh, well, the breakdown, it's, I use ground turkey because it's better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, bell peppers, green and red. The key is garlic. A lot of garlic and, and chopped. And start that in the pan with a little bit of olive oil. Then you throw the lean turkey in. But you you don't use want, red or white onion? Uh, I use white onion. Okay. You don't want red to... Onion. I like red onion. Red onion's better. Well, listen. Hey, guys. Try it. Tell me what, <laughs> what you think. What I'm trying to say is that your preference of onion is wrong. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but I like... Because I use such lean turkey, I need the onion to caramelize a little faster, and I find the white onions do. So mm-hmm. that gives me a little more moisture to work with. Oh, now. See? That's smart. Yeah. Uh and yeah, no, and, and and diced tomatoes and a little bit of tomato paste, not too much because there's a lot of sugar in tomato paste, mm-hmm. and I don't personally like the sugar, sure, because that makes me fat. Okay. Uh, and then uh, yeah, just it's all about cooking it all in the like it. cooking it all in the frying pan, uh, and then getting it all together in a pot, and then letting it simmer. Cut to next year, your face in a fucking chili jar. Matt Myra's <laughs> yeah. flaming four alarm chili <laughs> habanero sauce too, everybody habanero sauce, <laughs> cayenne pepper. And uh, Chipotle. Well, I'm Chipotle so excited things. to do this. It's really, it's Can't very good. You. I use black beans instead of red beans. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Emma. Yes. Where uh, I know you are at uh, Emma Caulfield on the Twitter. Yeah, I am on the C A U L F I E L D. Like Holden. Yes. Just where I took it from. Nice. Give it back. <laughs> and then uh and then where where are other places people can uh well that for for just me that is my only public site mm-hmm. um someone is pretending to be me on on facebook and that's not me oh my god that's embarrassing um, it's me that's oh man <laughs> um i mean i have a private page but not a, not a public page on facebook but that's my uh twitter is you know my 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 hub but i mean for for bandwagon it's bandwagon the series dot com it's nice. our it's our hub of all things bandwagon and um ripped um will be uh who is ripper okay dot com and that'll be launching this month That's and exciting. we we interact with you know we we interact a lot on on bandwagon as well so i mean i do you know not just not just twitter but i will you know i do talk to people on on bandwagon the series well, you're doing a lot of great stuff, and maybe it's a good thing that you're kind of like, I don't know if I'm doing the right stuff, because it keeps you motivated, <laughs> rather than stopping going, look at how awesome I am. So I think it's nice. I think it's oh, nice. But it, but it definitely it definitely seems like all this stuff is is going to pay off. Like, it's just, it's, it's just fucking, like, that, that level of, that thing is never an accident. It just is just the constant actions of, you know. I'm I'm going to assume that you are right. <laughs> it is easier to assume that you are right than than some sort of I don't know Greek tragedy about all the efforts for naught. You know right. that that's that's just that's not helpful to anybody. No. Um, now, if there's anything to sort of rules of attraction, or whatever, then then something at some point soon will will break with these projects. If nothing else, that they become entirely self-sustaining in a way that. Um, Again, does not remind me of, of days gone by with those paydays from, from, the, from, yeah, those those old those those were you know are what they are, but in a in a way that uh, we all feel that we're doing, um, that we're doing well with what we have, and uh, you know again to 
what you said, you know, there's there's some point where you have to feel like you are succeeding and not continually setting the bar higher and higher and higher so that you're always failing. Um, and I don't think I'm doing that. I just I think my think my bar is as it is right now. I think my bar is reasonable. I don't think I've set it so that I'm con- constant state of disappointment. All I want <laughs> is an airplane made out of diamonds and seats. Um, well, that'd be good because. And hu- and, Can you imagine and, and if that was my end goal? I would just. Be, I yeah. just want an airplane made out of diamonds, and then yeah. and then seats that are actually naked human beings that I can oh. just sit on. I'm like sure Richard Branson's got some objects. Like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does. It's we, an island made of diamonds. We have Virgin a, Galactic flight. We have a saying uh, on can the I podcast on that about somehow? the what Virgin Galactic oh, first flight. So Do you have hundred thousand dollars? Can we get me on that? Oh. Can I start a Kickstarter to get me on? You can do whatever you want. that's fucking going on in the world, people are going to give you $100,000 to go into space. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matt, I was being, no, no, I was was being, being scathingly truthful. sarcastic. No, you're Fellas, fellows, you're both idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the Jonah. All right, Sweet. everybody, just raise $99,000. i will come up with the rest. That's it. It's not asking much, really. Or just buy me the Back to the Future shoes. It's for a good cause. They don't actually auto lace, you know they that. No, but they light up. All right, I would never wear them. They wouldn't fit me. Your fucking smartphone lights up too. Like you can actually go on the internet with your smartphone. You can have you have the sum total of human knowledge in your fucking hand, and you I want shoes either. that light up. But they are the same shoes Marty wore. I know I want them too, uh, but I'm never gonna get them, so I have to be bitter about them. Oh, uh, fair enough. All right, yeah, nice. those shoes suck. <laughs> Uh, enjoy a burrito, everyone. Thanks, Emma Caulfield, for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was me. such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. It was an honor to meet you. Oh, maybe so put a little chili on that burrito this week. Color. Sounds dirty when you I say it that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you want to put a little chili on that burrito? What? Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free Right now on Wondery Plus.